0: Hello and welcome to the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast. I'm Mel Luizu and together with my guests, we explore all different aspects of leadership in higher education. With inspiring stories, practical tips and a little bit of fishiness, this show will help you dive deep into the leader you are and climb high, unleashing your power and potential. Dive deep, Climb high, can do leadership in a world of can't. Hello, and welcome back if you're a regular listener to the show. A very warm welcome if you're a first time listener. This podcast has been created to help leaders in higher education. My aim is to create a community of listeners who can learn and grow together. To do this, I need your help. The more people that download, subscribe, rate and review this show, the more the podcast algorithms will ensure it pops up across the globe. I love the community we have created so far. And together with your help, we can encourage even more people to join us. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Dive Deep Climb High podcast. Today, we're going to be taking a look back at the final three guest episodes of season two. I can't believe this is the last episode of season two. Time certainly flies when you're having fun. So what are the episodes we're going to be diving into? Well, episode 22, entitled Leadership is a Partnership with Jordan Meets, From Sheffield Hallam University. Episode 23, Be the Leader of Your Own Mind, with my good friend and colleague from the Professional Speaking Association, Duncan Baskaran Brown. And finally, episode 24, with my good friend and client, James Greenwood from London School of Economics and Political Science, LSE, with the subject be present and listen. These were three fabulous conversations with three fascinating individuals and today we're going to take a look back at each of the messages I took from those episodes so that if you haven't had a chance to listen to them perhaps you'll make time. Jordan meets an incredible individual who's really at the start of his career but he has a wisdom that I'm so pleased he was willing to share with us. I loved this idea that for him leadership is a partnership. He works in partnerships in many different ways at Sheffield Hallam University and he applies this same principle to his team and I've never really thought of leadership in that way but actually when you sit down and think about it, it's pretty smart. Consider for a moment what makes a successful partnership. Well, for me, there are a number of different factors. Firstly, an utmost importance is mutual respect. There has to be mutual respect in any form of successful partnership. There also has to be really, really good communication and also clarity about what each of us is going to do. And I think that above all of those elements, there's this idea of a shared vision. We know where we're going. We know where we want to get to. And we know we want to do it together. And I think that's a really interesting philosophy for us to apply to our teams. Because in some ways, if we think about it as a partnership, it removes in some ways that power struggle. I realise that of course it can still be there, but actually it stops that, well, I can't say this to my manager because they are my manager. And it removes that idea that, well, this person works for me, therefore they need to do What I tell them. And just for a moment, reflect on your own leadership style. Does that power dynamic come in? I've worked with many managers that do feel that they have almost a right to that power because of the position that they hold. But actually, is that right? Should it be that way? If they change their perspective, and thought of the relationship more in terms of a partnership, of an equal balancing, of a bringing together of people's various skills, experiences, knowledge, would that change the dynamic and would it be a more positive way to move forward? For me, if I look back at the leaders that I worked for, I'm not sure that many of them saw our relationship as a partnership. I think they saw it much more as I was working for them. And it worked. But I wonder if it had changed, if they changed to more of a partnership approach, would that have got more from me? Would it have been more successful or easier? It's a really, really interesting Concept. So if you want to hear more about what Jordan and I talked about, then please take a listen because it is a really, really interesting episode, not just talking about the partnerships that he has with his team, but also the partnerships that he has providing the accommodation at Sheffield Hallam. They don't own any of their accommodation, so they are very much reliant on their partners to provide that Sheffield Hallam experience and I love the idea that Jordan interprets that as the extended campus because again I've worked with universities where they see themselves as separate from those property providers that are looking after their students. But actually, again, that whole idea of partnership, we're in partnership to provide a cohesive experience for our students. Again, it's that tiny nuances that make the difference. And when we're in a role of leadership, that's what we should be looking to do, looking to shift our mindset and those nuances so that we can get those incremental improvements and growth. And development not just for ourselves but for our team our clients our students the colleagues that we have within the universities that we work within and i guess in some way that leads us on to the episode with duncan about being the leader of your own mind it's clear that duncan has been on a real journey of self-development and improvement And I loved his honesty and his forthrightness, I guess, around the battles that he's been on and what he's come through and how he uses that now in his business to help those people that he works with. And it was really interesting that he talked about his habits starting when he was just a young boy not fitting in at school, not doing very well at school, all of those had an impact. And as he said, his habits or his bad habits started with chocolate and then they progressed and they got worse and worse. And I think that that is really interesting because this episode is going out at the end of August, which is typically a really stressful time in the higher education sector we're all preparing for students' return. And I don't know about you, but I certainly know that the times when my bad habits can come to the fore is definitely when I'm under pressure, when I'm busy. And mine, let's be honest, relates to food. I'm a bit of an emotional eater. And I also know that when I'm busy, when I'm stressed, The one thing that goes out the window is cooking for myself. When I cook for myself, I intentionally cook healthy, nutritious meals. But when I stop cooking for myself, I just eat whatever's in the fridge or the cupboard. Or if there's nothing that takes my fancy, like all of us, I get onto the app and I order a takeaway, which is full, more often than not, of rubbish that doesn't feed my body. And the bizarre thing is that I know this. I know that when I don't eat properly, I don't sleep properly. My mood changes and my focus changes. So at the very point that I should have absolute focus and clarity because I'm busy, I don't. And that's a bizarre thing. And I've never quite got my head around why we do this because I know that I'm not the only person. And it's really interesting as well, isn't it? Because we know what we should be doing to keep ourselves healthy, to be kind to ourselves, to look after ourselves when we're going through times of stress. And yet it's at those very moments that we choose to do the polar opposite. Why is that? have you any clue? Duncan alludes to some of it and made me feel slightly better about my mindset because I always believe that we have a choice. I have a choice when I'm tired whether I cook a healthy meal that will help me sleep or I get a McDonald's that is going to do nothing apart from give me a couple of minutes joy as I'm eating it and even then probably not. I hate McDonald's by the way so that probably wasn't a really great example but it was that whole idea that Duncan talked about our willpower and it being like a muscle, Roy Baumeister's work. Something that I'd never thought about, that actually our willpower is a muscle. And if we're using it through the day, either not eating something that's bad for us, chocolate, crisps, food that really, really doesn't feed our soul, then actually, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? how bizarre. And that really made me think as well. And during our conversation, we talked about how in the workplace, we use these things that aren't particularly good for us to celebrate our successes. And again, it really made me reflect. Duncan talked about the fact that so often when teams are doing well, well, let's go down the pub and have a drink. Or I want to motivate my team. So I'm going to bring in, cakes and sweets. Now, I have to say that was the one that I often did when when I had a team. But it really made me think again that actually, as a leader, if I really, really care about my team, should I be doing that? Should I be bringing in cakes? And whilst I'm not sure I quite agree with Duncan in terms of scrap the cakes, bring in a bowl of fruit, I do think maybe It's about bringing in both. Both something that people can, a sugar fix, if that's what people want, but also something healthy as well. And it's so interesting because talking to Duncan, we don't think that our habits can become addictions. But quite clearly, the journey that Duncan's been on is that is exactly what happened. He went from that place of sort of comfort eating, potentially, just like I do, to it becoming something more than that. And not just with food, but with drink as well. And it's so thought-provoking, I guess, as in how we transition from that. Because Duncan didn't said it didn't happen overnight. It was a slow process and it can come and come up on us slowly. And I think again, that's something that we're probably not aware of, we don't think about until almost it's too late. And I guess from a leadership point of view, I wanted to understand how as leaders, if we see somebody in our team that is going down this road, how can we help them? And I loved his advice about not telling them what could happen. What is the worst case scenario if they continue on that way? Because ultimately, Most of us know deep down inside, however deep it's buried, that whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's not exercising enough, eating too much food, drinking too much, that it's not good for us. But what happens when somebody tells us that, tells us it to our face? We know it, but it makes us feel worse. So what are we tempted to do? We're tempted to eat more chocolate, to drink more wine, to just lay on the couch and do nothing. So I love that idea of Duncan's, that actually what people need in that situation, what we all need is permission to change, to do something different. And I really like that not just giving permission to somebody else but giving permission to ourselves to say it's all right that you don't feel like cooking today it's all right if you really want to go to mcdonald's but actually would it be better if you just made yourself a quick salad or took a healthier soup out of the fridge or something that you've got in your cupboard a really interesting perspective and what duncan was talking about fed in very much to the final episode where I chatted with James Greenwood about well-being and how we can look after ourselves in this very, very busy time. And there were a couple of key messages that came out from my conversation with James. The first was about looking after ourselves before we look after anybody else. So if you're there at that really busy time, I would urge you to take some time for yourself because you cannot possibly help the students that are going to be returning to your institution if you are not in a good place. And again, we know this. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. It's just a gentle reminder because so often I have found with the many people that I have worked with, that they are really, really good at looking after everybody else, looking after their teams, their partners, their children, their siblings, their parents, whoever it might be. But actually, looking after themselves is really challenging. And the message that came through from James again and again and again was that we are all individuals. So you need to find what it is that brings you joy. That means that you're taking time for yourself. You've heard me say before, for me, it's about being in nature. It's about being outside. And my current absolute passion is open water swimming. I would urge you to think about what it is that can help you look after your well-being, and I'm not talking about taking a week's holiday right at the moment, but I am talking about carving out time for yourself every day. Find what it is you love to do. It doesn't have to be long—half an hour, an hour, whatever it might be. But that time that you invest in yourselves, you will get back in bucket loads, and so will your team, so will your organisation, and so will your students. And that's the other thing that James made me think about really quite strongly is this whole idea about listening to each other, listening to ourselves, listening to our bodies, but how important it is as a manager, as a leader, to be present and listen. And I think it's so true. How many times have you sat and thought about the individual opposite you, that they just love to talk and they're not very good at listening. It is a really underrated leadership skill, but it is so, so important. And as I used to say to my children when they were young, we have two ears and just one mouth for a reason. Sure, I love to talk, which is why I started this podcast. But also for me, part of this podcast is about really listening to my guests, letting their voice shine through. And when we're talking about well-being and the well-being of others, often as James said, that is all that someone needs. A listening ear. They don't need anything else from you. They just need to be able to talk through whatever is going on for them. So really hone your listening skills. It's so so important for ourselves, for our colleagues and for our students as well. So often students just want to be heard. They just want someone to listen to whatever it is they're going through. I know for myself personally that sometimes when I've got myself into a bit of a pickle, just having one of my friends around me listening to me vent and go in all different sorts of directions. Eventually, I'll run out of steam and I'll say, oh, I feel better. Or through that venting process, I will identify the solution that has been staring me in the face, but I'm in such a pickle, I can't get there. So I love that idea of being present and listening. And so that's it. They are the final three guest episodes of season two. So much richness and thought-provoking insight for us to think about, cogitate, and decide whether any of that resonates for us, whether there are any insight, messages, information that we can take away and help us improve our own leadership style. Maybe there are some things that have helped you dive deep, but as we bring this episode to a close, I want to say a massive thank you to Jordan, Duncan, and James, but also to All my other guests from season two and season one. I cannot tell you what a joy it is to record these podcast episodes. I'm loving it. I'm loving the conversations. I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting. But also, I'm loving the impact it's having on my own leadership journey and my own thoughts about my performance, my growth, and my development. I'm now going to be taking a short break whilst everyone sorts out start starter session and students coming back to university. So we'll be back on air in October and we have some amazing guests lined up for you. But as always, if there's a topic that you want us to dive into, if there is a guest that you'd like to hear more from, If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch because I want to make this podcast as accessible and as useful to people working in higher education as I possibly can. So the more information and input and feedback that you give me, the better we can create because as I said When I first started this podcast, it's about creating a community of leaders working within higher education. So I really hope you've enjoyed these first two seasons. And I can't wait to be back on air with you for season three on the 5th of October. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dive Deep, Climb High podcast with me, Mel Luizu. To help build our community of leadership listeners, please leave me an Apple Podcast five-star review. Remember, our fishy adventure doesn't have to end here. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Links are in the show notes. Dive deep, climb high, can do leadership in a world of can't.